Master in Manhood podcast. Today we have the awesome brother, Mr. Mark Whittle. Thank you, my Very man. Very nice to meet you, sir. And you, mate. It's a pleasure. Mark does the flight events. Yes. Um, so we're just here to talk to you today about, for you to tell us, Mark, pretty much about the flight events. I saw the, I saw the clips of the last one with, um, I forget his name now, the West Brom footballer. Thomas Robson Carney. Thomas Robson Carney. And my good my good friend Michael Maisie. And um, I just saw the clips, just so yeah. just the highlights. So tell us um, what those events are about and what you're trying to what you're trying to get yeah. out of those events. Yeah, of course, mate. So um, the the Take Flight events were a natural extension to what was and what is the Take Flight podcast. Right. So I started the Take Flight podcast about two years ago. Okay. And um, it got to the stage where I was loving it and still am. It's amazing. It's now a weekly show where I speak with unbelievable people, but I wanted to impact people in a more intimate setting. Yes. And I was getting so much feedback online. Right. That was through socials and this sort of thing. And um, I wanted just to, I wanted to take the next step, basically, mate. Mm. I wanted to develop it into something that was bigger and more impactful, and I felt like face to face would do that. So right. I started doing the events and. Uh, it's been amazing, mate, because you get the live, raw feedback from people right. in the moment. You see the faces change when a story is told, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, something, yeah. someone's impacted by something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mate. Uh, you know, it's it's part of a, a much bigger vision that I have for Take Flight and everything that's going on with it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it started. Awesome. So you just touched on um, the bigger vision for Take Flight because I've kind of yeah. been kind of dabbling into it and kind of trying to see trying to kind of find out what the background is so where it started from so what was your what was your inspiration for starting the whole take flight well the cars first of all and then obviously yeah. the event so there was inspiration no, for true, so, um i mean so there was internal inspiration and then there was external inspiration so there was people who inspired me and did great stuff like tim ferris uh, uh, Lewis Howes, these big personal development gurus in the US who I looked to and, and admired in the work that they did and also benefited from the work that they did as well. So I listened to their material, uh, consumed a lot of their podcast videos, a yeah. lot of their stuff that they did. So they inspired me and saw the benefit of a platform like a podcast. And this is like five years ago. Right. And then there was my own inspiration that came from hardships, difficulties with mental health, um, a little bit of a loss of hope with where I was in my life. I felt a little bit let down by society and, and community and what I'd ultimately got myself into and what I'd aspired to achieve right. wasn't actually, when I got there, what I really wanted it to be or yeah. what I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there was inspiration externally from these people who I looked up to and admired, but at the same time felt like I could do the same thing and impact people myself. And then there was my own thing where I had a really difficult time with some mental health challenges because um, I strive to do things like earn money. Mm. I strive to be validated. Mm. I strive to be recognized for being um, an alpha male in the business world and climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. All for the wrong reasons. Didn't right. realize it at the time. I had to get there before I realized that it wasn't 100% what I wanted it to be. So that's what it, that was what it came from, man. I, I looked at myself and recognized that I needed to make a change. Mm. Otherwise, I'd been feeling bad enough for long enough. And yeah. unless you take the ball by the horns yourself and I was going to do it for you so I had to do that in order to change my circumstances and then ultimately make myself feel better so the um, the platform I chose was was a podcast 
and I kind of looked at inspiring people around me who were friends, who had businesses or athletes who were professionals and doing great things, yeah. seemed happy from the outside in. Yes. So I thought, let me go and speak to these guys. See and what they have to say. See you. what they have to say. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be happy because I'll just copy what they do. 100%. Um, so that's, it started off with something as simple as that, mate. And there was, of course, an underlying tone of like, I want to inspire other people. Mm. But originally, I'm, I'm quite openly to say it was a selfish thing to go, Geez, like you look happy. You're doing some pretty I want, cool I want stuff. Some what you have. Yeah, like <laughs> tell me, tell me, and then in turn, once yeah. I recognise what those things are and practice them myself, then I can yeah. share that with other people too. Hundred so. percent. I like. I mean, you made an interesting point that you had some struggles with your mental health. Um, it's a real problem within men, as we know. Yeah. Um, what's it? Two two men a day um, commit suicide in the UK. Yeah, it's shocking. Which is, which well, how is mind you? blowing. I'm 39 now. Okay, so the biggest threat to our death is, is ourselves. Yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which is, which was shocking to me when I found out, but it was very apt because I struggle with mental health right now. So it was interesting that. Would you? Do you mind telling us what those, what that, what, what that was like when you? Of course um, not, man. When you were so what? Like the symptoms, or what led to it, or? Yeah, what led to it? Um, what, when you found out that you actually had, you know, mental health yeah. issues, how you identified it? Yeah, sure. So I think like there was a host of things that led to it. Yeah. Some that I'm still working through myself yeah. now. Yeah. Um, As we all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, mate. Um, and uh, I think when you have like a few things that kind of one on top of the other, on top of the other, mm. that's when it kind of it happens, right? And mm. you start to experience these things that are quite difficult. So there was, yeah, there was a few things. And as I said, I'm still working through a couple of them now. But one of the ones I'm very comfortable talking about was um, it was a physical thing that happened so I, I just got back from playing football soccer in America mm -hmm. I had a scholarship played there for two years I played the game my whole life mm -hmm. like my, my first love I always say mm -hmm. it's the thing I fell right in love with, you, with. yeah right yeah <laughs> mate, it's everything man I'll just start playing five aside again and it's yeah. just like ah, oh, mate yeah. I like went back I hadn't kicked the ball for 18 months and I scored mm -hmm. five goals in five aside I was just like I've still got him <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but football gave me everything, mate. It was my outlet. It was the way that I was able to be accepted because I was good at it. I played at a really high level. Yeah. Uh, I had all these things that football gave me, but then when that stopped, mm. then I started to have a lot of these emotions that I'd been suppressing mm. um, that I hadn't really been aware of, really. Right. And at the same time, I moved back from my scholarship. So I spent two years there. Yeah. And it was quite an unhealthy lifestyle. Of, uh, the food was paid for because of this scholarship. Mm. It was bad food. Mm. I could have gone outside and paid for my own food, but mm. the stuff was free. So it's we were free, yeah. eating yeah. their yeah. breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And it was, it was uh, really unhealthy. Um, yeah. Like powdered eggs. Yeah. Like, yeah. like really high sugar yeah. cereal. Like terrible yeah. diet. Yeah. yeah, I had some of that stuff when I was in Miami and I was like, no. So you know, mate, yeah, yeah so it's bad, but like imagine that for two years. No, so, um, yeah, <laughs> mate, I know. So I tried to do the best thing I could, right? I supplemented it with multivitamins, like taking protein smoothies, stuff like that. Yeah, tried yeah. to yeah. tried to make it as best as possible. I was, also, I was still young, so I didn't really care too much. Mm. I went out loads, drank loads, mm. partied as much as I could. It was between the ages of 20, uh, like 20 to 23-ish. So I was in the prime of my life of like going out, enjoying myself wasn't particularly conscious and enlightened to like the greater good i was just selfishly trying to enjoy myself right. so um and why not right at that age that's what you're supposed to do that's what we're told to do yeah. yeah yeah so um 
to cut the story short, two years down the line, I moved back home and uh, basically got like the flu for like six weeks. Wow. And then I'd get better for like a month and then it would come back. Yeah. And it went on for 18 months, two years, when finally about 18 months, I'd been going back and forth to doctors, hospital, all this stuff, blood tests. Um, and then, like they were always like, you're fine, like, there's nothing wrong with you. I looked fine, physically fit, looked fine, healthy, everything. Yeah. But um, ultimately they said, you've got chronic fatigue. Right. So diagnosed me with this chronic fatigue or adrenal fatigue, which I, I've never even heard of this before. Mm. But it's like a, apparently it's like a form of ME. Yeah. But they said, look, you know, you're fortunate because you're on the real mild end of, wow. of chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. So I think the difficulty was that like when I got back from America, I've been going out, partying, having fun, playing football, living that life, which is very ego focused. Mm. And then I moved back to London away from all my friends all the camaraderie of the football yeah, team yeah, yeah, gone yeah, yeah, yeah. moved in with my brother which was amazing mm. but he was out a lot mm. uh, I worked a job for a big corporate in the US which was territory based so mm. I wasn't office based with the same people every week building relationships there I was going out to hospitals and selling products right. you can talk about that that's that business world aside later but like, I was on my own a lot basically yeah. so it was the yeah, first yeah. time I experienced loneliness yeah. It was the first time that physically I was impacted. I right. couldn't go to the gym anymore. Right. I was used to training five times a week, lifting ego weights because I wanted right. big arms and big, big arms, chest. Big, <laughs> big, 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 big. <laughs> um, I couldn't do that anymore. Right. I, I started playing semi-professional in East London and right. the fatigue got so bad I couldn't do that anymore. Mm. Uh, I couldn't go out. So all these things were like ripped away from me and that meant my identity was taken away from right. me. Right, 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 right. So then I was sat there like worrying about these symptoms, not knowing what it was, not getting an answer from the experts. So-called. Yeah, so-called experts. <laughs> yes, yes which just led me down a path of like worry, which led me down a path of anxiety, which led me down a path of like really chronic anxiety, 100%. which then eventually led to what I can only describe must be what depression is. Right. Still don't really know how to right. explain it. Right. Um, and yeah, that was the, that was the kind of like the, the, the lowest point where you have to sit and, and wallow in that for a little while to, and then you finally kind of go, fuck, I can't, I can't do that. So, that, so symptoms wise, it kind of manifested itself in feeling the first thing I noticed was I noticed that I felt fatigued physically because that was the chronic fatigue but mental health wise specifically I just recognized that things I would have loved and been laughing about and like even having banter like taking the piss out of people mm, like in a, mm, in a jokey mm, way mm, having mm, fun enjoying life I just felt like miserable yeah and I felt just I felt nothing right basically right. and I started and that went on for quite some time and then I just got to the stage where I was like I don't want to feel like that anymore right how can I change it? And that's when the podcast yeah. came. And so, just leave. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. No, 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 go ahead. You go around. No, so through listening to these guys' uh, podcasts, you got the inspiration. That was the external inspiration. That inspired me to see that platform that as platform what I could use. use. Yeah. Yes, 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 100%. So, and that was, you started a podcast two years ago. Yep. And um, it's been very successful, obviously, because um, like I said, I've been stalking you on Instagram and stuff, and I, <laughs> I, I love it. So, um, and I know, <clears throat> I know where you're where you're coming from when you say, you know, you had this, that was kind of your identity. Because for me, when I I got injured when I was 16, um, and I was playing quite high up, uh, back in Jamaica, and um, I tore my my right ligament, and we didn't really have the kind of medical support that we needed um, to recover and all that sort of stuff so the doctor said oh it's just a sprain you can get back and I, I as soon as the swelling went down I mean I 
twisted my ligament. So you know, you know what that kind of injury is. So it was a twist and then I tore it. So when I came off the field, my, my hand was that big. Yeah. And I just put some ice on it. <laughs> stayed home for a week. Ice on go again. <laughs> put some, stayed home for a week. And a couple of weeks later, I was back playing. Yeah. Bad news, man. Never recovered. <laughs> I, I walk funny now. I run funny. Yeah. My ankle still hurts. And that has always affected me because I fought. Back then, when I was 16, that my life was ended. You know, I was playing, but I, was, I couldn't run as fast. I couldn't turn. I couldn't do any of those things. And I struggled in high school, but I didn't actually know why. But I wasn't really happy because I couldn't play football properly. But it's just not too long ago that I started piecing all these things together. I mean, my mental health issues come are way deeper than that, and they have there's many layers to it. But um, that's one of the things that I've kind of identified as one of the issues. So it's interesting that you say that when these things get taken away from us or we lose them for whatever reason, then they affect us, but we don't always know how they affect us until they start manifesting themselves in some other way. But that's, 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 that's very interesting. Mate, it's a good, that's a good opportunity to talk about, you were saying that happened to you when you were 16, mm. your audience, your people who you work with are mm. people who are young kids who might yeah, be up yeah. against challenges and adversity themselves. Like, we're talking about injuries in football, right? It's not yep. the end of the world, but it still no. impacts you. But I think it's just important to note with that, like, don't let that impact you too much. Mm. Don't let that then be your new identity that you're an injured yeah. mm. footballer, footballer. Or, yeah. or whatever or it is. Or an injured ex-footballer. Injured <laughs> ex-footballer, <laughs> yeah. as the case may be. Yeah. You know, create a new identity for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It might be that swimming then works for you. That yep. might be your outlet. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was no, it's an interesting. It's an interesting point because you know, with life we have a story, right? So we all have a story, and we are creating this story as we go along. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you finish one chapter, which might be an injury, which might be something that happened that you know might seem to you as the end of the world. Because when we're young, we think the thing that we love most, if that gets taken away from us, it's the end of the world. Our life is finished. That's it. But you know, I'm 40, I'm 39 now. So when I was 16, I wasn't thinking the way I'm thinking yeah. now. And and it's interesting that you say that because I have mentees who are 12, you know, and they lose a girlfriend and they think that's the end of their world, you know. So it's in. It's I've important. been there, man. I've been there. <laughs> but this is the thing, though, right? Because you've said it perfectly, right? We are right in that. But we're right we're in right that story. story ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is difficult because, mate, if I was sat down now talking to the 16-year-old version myself. He wouldn't listen to what I'm saying. No, because you've got to figure it out for yourself. You've no. got to go through that yep. yourself. Yep. And sometimes it takes these difficult things. Yep. So, one of the things we spoke about at the last event that you talk about, your friend Michael, who's a friend of mine as well, like, we talk about how we can look at that challenge and that adversity in a positive way mm -hmm. and see that bad thing that's happened to us mm -hmm. and see what good it's given us, mm -hmm. how we've grown from it, what we've learned from mm -hmm. it. And that's massive. And then you can take all the shit that you want. Yep. And you can be like, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to learn from that, 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 yeah, that, and that. Yeah. And then I'm going to be so much better. Yeah, but it's like a muscle, isn't it? So when you were, you say when you were younger, you're trying to get the, the, the ego right. muscles, mm -hmm. so the big chest, the big arms. And it's like anything else. You train yourself to overcome certain things. Yeah. You know, so the reason, well, the real reason we should get muscles is to prevent us from injuries, right? So when you're playing football, we used to train a certain way so that we would recover quicker. Yeah. So there was a recovery type training, there was a strength training, there was speed training, and all of this stuff was building us up to being the best footballer we could be. So it's the same with life. With these young men, it's, you know, all of these situations in your life 
are a part of your overall manhood or womanhood and it's helping you to become the best version of yourself that you can do and adversities are a big part of that because you learn most through pain yeah you know it doesn't sound great but you know that's no, but it's true man. it's the biggest it. teacher in life 100 percent, mate and like you know this the however you look at it the sad reality oh, is sorry. that the more adversity that you have early on the stronger you're going to be for it sooner 100%. so like, i know that if i didn't experience the chronic fatigue and some of the other stuff that happened to me in my like late 20s i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing now no because it would be too easy for me just to carry on working that corporate ladder and just yeah. thinking about money and like material goods yeah, 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 yeah. whereas that adversity that difficulty yeah. that allowed me to see things differently and recognize yeah. that those things aren't important actually yeah, yeah. and it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things no matter how much money you have it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter unless you're using it for the greater good yeah that's the only time it really matters but if you're just working to accumulate stuff all of these things and one of the best quotes i've heard in a long time was um steve jobs when he was on his deathbed and he said you know there's yeah, nothing I, there's nothing i have there's nothing i want that i can't have i have everything that money can buy but i can't buy time that has his health can't buy my health can't buy time I sad can't, man. <laughs> i can't pay to be healthy right yeah. now and I, I i've missed opportunities to spend time with my family I've, missed opportunities with my children and all of that stuff mm. and you think about somebody like Steve Jobs who you know a lot of the world kind of glorifies as this awesome guy and he's saying look these are the important things in life and I think a lot of us kind of miss that because we're chasing these dreams that somebody else has put yeah. up and said look this is what you're supposed to chase well it's the same it's, a, it's the same but different message of like what what I'm saying to my 16 year old self he's not going to listen until he gets to that stage of adversity and learns from it we won't listen until we get to that point where we're maybe at the end where we suddenly realize oh shit this is this is something i'm balancing with myself now right i'm trying to build this thing over here mm -hmm. how much do i sacrifice over here to allow mm -hmm. that to grow to where i want it to be and, and realize the vision that i have for it mm -hmm. like it's a constant balance in life yeah and i i'm right there with you i mean the same with master and manhood you know it's how much time do i invest i mean yesterday is a prime example so yesterday i woke up and i was like you know what and this is the beauty about working for yourself as well you can do these things but there's a there's a trade-off isn't there <laughs> so yesterday i woke up and my wife was home so i said you know what i'm not going anywhere so she we have i have my brother-in-law staying now from france and she took him and i said all right when she comes back i'm just going to stay home with her so i stayed home and she was working and I, was, I just laid with her and she worked and we just hung out we just hung out and then i went and got my brother-in-law and it was an awesome day because we spent time we did work we i spent time with my brother-in-law one-to-one and i thought wow this is life but that my catalyst for that was when we when we went to jamaica to get married and i spent two weeks solid with just family just doing stuff <laughs> just doing stuff yeah. just and it was mostly her family and yeah. it was beautiful and i kept saying to her this is what i want this is what i want nothing else this is what i want nature good laughs good food and fun this is it right and you said how do we balance that because we now we're in london it's different Jamaica is a whole yeah. different lifestyle so how do we balance that and for me it's definitely like you're doing is giving off yourself to others mm. because that feeds your soul you see what i'm saying and then obviously we have to pay our bills so we figure out how to make our passion our purpose pay for the lifestyle that yeah. we want to live and it's not this million million dollar lifestyle and all of this other stuff that's being bantered about on social media if your life is giving value to others 
whatever whatever the niche is I choose young men at risk of violent crime or men in general whoever your life is given balance and value to then that is your commodity mm. that's how I see it anyway and that should feed your soul yeah no I love it mate well that's you know that's I choose inspiring people to find their purpose and what they're really drawn towards yeah. and why they're here yeah. I think what my probably what my difficulty is or, or the, the challenge I'm facing at the moment is like am I giving the best of myself to that mm. am I giving the best of myself to you right now but I'm mm. going to get home and I'll be tired with my wife this evening, mm. which mm. happens quite a lot yeah so that's but I've just had like similar to you you know I didn't have yesterday off I wish I did but <laughs> actually yesterday was a really good day so yeah. no I don't wish that but um, this weekend I just stayed in London yeah. me and my wife and the dog and just yeah. like we had it marked in the calendar like two months ago because yeah. otherwise you know yeah, what it's yeah, like yeah. you're having yeah. something in all the time so yeah. it sounds a bit sad but it gets to the point where I'm going to have to like book in weekends where I just go we're staying at home this weekend yeah. Saturday, Sunday we're doing nothing, nothing. no yeah, one's yeah. coming over yeah, we're yeah. going to chill, hang out we yeah, just like yeah. watch films and yeah, yeah. take away Netflix and, mate that's it man watch Harry not, Potter I'm not plugging Netflix <laughs> yeah uh, but other, other uh, channels are available <laughs> <laughs> no but this is what I'm saying I, was, I, I said to my wife the other day um, last weekend I said um, what's the cheapest holiday we can go on and she found something where was it Holland 80 odd pounds right and I said right we're going to do that every month Every month we're going to do something of that effect, mm -hmm. of that ilk. Because, you know, we're young married people. Um, well, we're early into a marriage. And one of the things we decided was that we're going to go on a weekly date night. That hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go on as many holidays as we, as we can. That hasn't happened. And the problem we have is that life takes over, doesn't it, every time? And we, we get busy. And, you know, we, we have this massive vision. I'm sure you do. Because yeah. I have a massive vision as well. And the vision is big. And you're excited about the vision. But you have to put work and time and effort into it. You know, and then you've got, you know, your loved ones here kind of going, um, we need some of that time mm. too. And some of that energy. But it not, it's not only time consuming. It's emotionally and mentally consuming as well. Because you can't get home and you're tired. So you can't give off yourself, yeah. like you just said, oh, man, 100% because you would like to. So we have to be very mindful and vigilant in you know, balancing that yeah. and being able to go, you know what, I'm just not doing it. Yeah. And just choose, you know, because we can, everything's a choice really at the end of the day. Yeah. And it sounds simplistic, I'm not making it as simplistic as that. It is, it is not that simple. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we peel off all the layers, it is actually a choice. Yeah. We just have to choose, you know, like I, I consciously choose okay today's my wife's day mm -hmm. and i just switch my phone off or just not respond to certain things and i just go okay if i don't respond to that email right now is the world gonna end it probably isn't so it's fine i'll get, to <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to that later <laughs> so yes so before we end brother tell me what the future plan what does flight look like moving forward i know you've got the events now and i know you've got bigger deals because yeah. it's coming and when is the next event yeah of course man so I mean I don't know where to even go with this there's so many things man and this is why it gets all, so much of my love and attention right now because mm. it's just I'm so excited and passionate right. about it uh, so maybe I am subconsciously making a decision to put more into that but the, the, the podcast is going to continue to grow and impact more and more lives and inspire people to mm. be their true selves and mm. go and do the thing they want to do, whether that's a 5k run or whether that's building the, the next Apple, you know, yeah, whatever that thing is going to be. Um, so that's going to continue to go and, I, and I'm loving the sort of calibre of guests 
to do again weekly, week on week on week on week now. So yeah, guess the dog. Saw that boxing guy the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Ryder is like yeah. WBA yeah. champion. So got an opportunity to speak with him and and the, the head of performance at Matron Boxing. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm sure your viewers will appreciate yeah. people who have come up from he's from Islington, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a he had a rough upbringing. So yeah. hearing these people's stories is fascinating, man. Like yesterday, I was at Loughborough University, mm. and I did a, a training session with the double gold Paralympian. Yeah. Um, amazing guy, man. Won the mm. 200 meter sprint, mm. and uh, he's got he was born with no legs. Yeah. Above the knee. Yeah. So I'm just you know going to spend more time with these like incredible people, mm. and you know I'd feel blessed to be able to be in their presence and speak to them and ask the questions. Mm. So I'm going to take advantage of as much as possible and just keep getting like bigger and bigger people on and uh, providing the audience with, with yeah. more guests. Yeah. So that's on the podcast side. Uh, we're going to do more video content like the video you saw the other day. Yeah. So uh, we did one with, his name is Richard Whitehead. We did one with him yesterday. Um, I'm actually going to LA next week. Uh, this week, sorry. Okay. Yeah. My, this is it, mate. I'm Busy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got your PA yet? Yeah, mate, I, I need one, man. That's <laughs> what I so, um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to record, I think, six episodes out there okay. for the podcast. Right. So, yeah, just keep and grind with the podcast, man. That's quite automatic for me two years down the line. Um, so, just, just ticking over with that, build that, making them more frequent. Yeah. The event stuff I'm loving, mate. Yeah. So, I'm going to lean into that as much as I can as well. Um, the next one for sure will be the 6th of February, but I'm going to see whether I can get one in between just before Christmas. But yeah. difficulty is December, January, a months where December people are doing stuff every night, especially in the city. Mm-hmm. January people are either trying to behave, recovery, recover, and yeah. they probably don't have much money because they've yeah. spent it all at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking about doing it the first week of February, Sometimes. getting an incredible panel. And it's interesting you spoke about some stuff uh, here just now about how. Um, you decide what that passion project is mm-hmm. and then lean into that. Mm-hmm. But what I want to, the next theme, so the last theme of the event was overcoming adversity, yeah. which Michael spoke at. Yeah. The next theme is going to be taking a, a slightly different look at it, but going, once you've decided what your passion is, let's have a look at the, like realistically, what it takes to achieve that yeah. thing. The small steps. The small steps, yeah. yeah. And you know, people, some people take 20 years to achieve what they've achieved, but we only see them at year 21. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what happened After 20 years back. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so the next event is gonna be themed all around kind of dispelling the myth of the overnight success, shining the light on what it really takes to achieve the goals that people want yeah. to achieve. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. So February will be that one. Um, and now I'm gonna start doing more talks personally. Yeah on my story mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. Um, I think this is my 10th podcast as a guest and I, I really enjoy sharing the story because mm-hmm. I've got to a stage now where enough's happened mm-hmm. I've accumulated enough stuff that I can you share can and hopefully impact yeah, from yeah, it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so That's more awesome. of that uh, more on podcasts more in corporate companies and in front mm-hmm. of audiences um, I am uh, an ambassador for uh, an amazing gym mm-hmm. I'm an ambassador for a mental health charity mm-hmm. and I'm launching a energy bar in January oh. which will be really oh. fun um, and then I'm doing my own challenges to push my own boundaries yeah. of what I believe I can achieve. So I'm running the London Marathon. Okay. Um, I'm then How did you th- get signed up for the London Marathon, bro? How? Yeah. Through NSPCC. Oh, okay. So I'm okay. supporting the... You, you have a link. I have a link. <laughs> yeah, a little, little brown envelope. <laughs> I walked into that building however many times and I said, I want to run the marathon. They're like, mm, 
you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, done it, done it, done it. Really? Didn't yeah. get it? Yeah, yeah. It's too many people. Loads of people, yeah, mate. Yeah. Quite fortunate, and I'm, you know. They like, said they had something like 600,000 signups. Yeah, yeah, mate, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, so I'm lucky to be able to do that. So I'm running the London Marathon, and then the yeah. month after that, I'm doing a 300k cycle from London to Paris. And I've never, okay. I don't cycle. Okay. I need to train for that. Okay. And then I'm doing a 14k swim marathon from Henley to Marlow. Okay. So doing these, um, doing these physical challenges as well just to push my own you're gonna i'm gonna have to talk to you more because i need a list of challenges like that for myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. mate so yeah i mean as I part of swim so i won't do that mate so I, I barely swam <laughs> yeah all right i'll drag you in one of them but like, i barely swam like two years ago i barely swam yeah um i mentioned my my football yeah, stuff yeah, i actually yeah. injured my mcl which is why i moved back from america, america yeah. so i took up swimming yeah and then from taking up swimming i was like massive like endorphin rush from this I love it so then yeah. I started swimming more yeah, 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 and faster yeah, 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 and further yeah, yeah, yeah. because like obviously your body acclimatizes so you need yeah. to push yourself harder to yeah. get that same rush yeah, yeah. so yeah um, I've done a couple of mile mile events this year yeah. which is 1.5 kilometers right so some reason my mind believes that 14 kilometers is achievable right right which I've I don't know a couple of miles yeah, yeah. yeah but course. that's not very far it's, it's just adding them up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like 10 times as much right. but yeah, yeah um right. so yeah mate so but but to be honest mate I've, I've rambled on there about all the things i'm doing but to be honest man i'm just um my main goal is just to enjoy this phenomenal journey that i'm yeah. on because i've managed to create this life in the last two years just from taking action on things that i believe i can achieve yeah. and just pushing and pushing it a little bit further yeah. pushing it a bit further and i find myself in a really fortunate position now where i'm speaking to amazing people spending time with them creating and facilitating these spaces for people who are doing awesome stuff and then and people being able to take stuff away from it and yeah i'm just loving it man so i just want to keep up the positive vibes no, man I'm, i mean i love your rambling that's why i invited you here <laughs> to hear you rambling um and it's inspiring it's inspiring for me like i said um i tried to do I tried to create a list of stuff that I want to achieve. So swimming is one of them. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> I mean, before we went to Jamaica, I decided I needed to learn how to swim. My wife's a very good swimmer. She's been teaching me. But, um, I just haven't followed through. Um, so swimming, learning French. Sorry, baby. My, my wife's French, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should learn French. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so I, I do have my little thing that she's given me that I listen to and I practice, but not enough. So I've got those things on my list, but physical challenges I want to do. I can't I can't really run because of my ankles and stuff properly, but. Um, but no, it's inspiring to hear all the stuff that you're doing, that's and it's, right. that's why I wanted to talk to you because you know you you have created something that I'm actually doing. So mm -hmm. you've been in it longer than I have. Um, I'm kind of six, seven months in. Yeah. Um, now but, you're doing but, it, man. But it's definitely you know very similar to what to what I do. Um, good, mate. Good. Hey, look, on your ankle thing, yeah. Because mm. I when I got back from America, I did my MCL, my meniscus. Mm. I was shot. Mm. So I just started doing like again the ego weights, like doing more weights and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I sat down with my cousin, who, funnily enough, I only see my cousin probably once a year, but I'm seeing him tonight mm. for dinner after this. No. So it's funny to talk about now. But I saw my cousin. He was like, he did his Achilles. He used right. to play professional rugby, right. and he did, he tore his Achilles like completely ruptured it. Mm. And he was like, mate, just start running again. I was like, how? Like my knees, knees, yeah, messed up. Yeah. He was like, mate. I've ruptured my Achilles and he's running mm. and this was about a year ago mm. and um, uh, I just started doing it mate and I started going one kilometer two kilometer mm. three kilometer mm. ten fifteen get stronger and yeah mm. and all of my self-limiting beliefs about my old injury because it is an old injury mm. it still hurts mate don't yeah. get me wrong it still yeah. hurts and yeah. I have to just push through that pain yeah. barrier yeah but it might be the same for you man yeah try and just 
bash out a little yeah. run and see yeah. how it feels yeah. and I just mean, change it. Last week in the gym, I did, I ran for the first time in I think two years. Yeah. I don't run. How'd it feel? It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it will, really mate. Hurt. You and just I, gotta be careful. And I got somebody to record me and you could see my my body, I'm yeah. wonky. Normally I'm quite good. I'm wonky as well, yeah, mate. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Strap yeah, it up. Yeah. Do it a little yeah. bit further next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. We'll go for a run together. Hundred percent. I'll hold you to that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hold you to that. You're the busy one. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, brother. Thank you so much for coming down, man. Thank you, man. It was blessed. Yeah. Thank you. And this was the Master of Manhood podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, and check us out for the next one. Wish my brother all the best on his. 14k <laughs> all of the mad stuff mate yeah <laughs> and all the stuff he's got going on until next time see you then blessed love <laughs>